Hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the lovely podcast The Endurance of Labor Laws. I am your lovely host, Leslie Sullivan, and today is episode 62, and we're going to take a look at the California Superfund site. So these are the toxic and hazardous waste materials that have been sectioned off in the state of California. And California has 94 of them, so I thought we would go over this, over these. But first of all, I would like to give a big shout out to my listeners, so let me go to my list. A big shout out to Virginia, Texas, Oklahoma, Alabama, California. Hey California, good to see you. Pennsylvania and New York. So that is awesome. It's good to see you guys. So let's go ahead and take a look at this list of California Superfund sites. And again, if you're new to this podcast, this particular podcast in regards to Superfund sites, this is where Superfund sites are where a business or the US government whether it's the navy, the army or some research facility via a uh, college they uh, basically contaminated um the environment and it was so bad that the federal government had to step in and section it off, quarantine it off and put it on the Superfund site which is or listed as a Superfund site within the EPA and as of today there are 40,000 Superfund sites within the United States there are 1300 at this point in time that are on the national priorities list so that means they are so toxic so hazardous that they got bumped up in terms of um, severity of what their situation is and so these are the ones that because they're so bad they have been put on a priority list so they're supposed to i guess be cleaned up first and more aggressively but we're seeing that that has not been the case at all because we have seen a lot of superfund sites that have been on the list since the 80s and they have not been addressed because it it tells us whether or not um it has been how are word this it's been completed or it's been deleted from the list because it has been cleaned up and that particular area is good and safe and has gone back to normal or it is now habitable things like that. And so when we're talking about um these superfund sites we're talking about contamination. So here's the thing, they can contaminate the there's ground contamination, there's ground water, there's also the air and there's also the water table. So you're dealing with land water air almost like earthwind fire like the band <laughs> from the 70s but you know it's very serious because what gets leaked and left into water can easily go into the soil and here's another thing whatever can be contaminated in the water can go easily into the air because you know rain comes down from the clouds right like there's moisture in the air like for example you know I'm in Oklahoma and it's very dry right now because it is super freezing cold outside it's like 10 degrees and so usually what we do excuse me when it's this cold we have what's called a humidifier and a humidifier it puts moisture it puts water back into the air right so that's why it's really bad when you have contamination like this because let's say it's just in the soil well soil tends to have water in it one place or another otherwise if our soil had no water in it whatsoever we would not have plant life except for plants that live on the surface of the ocean 
which would be like lily pads and things like that, but that's not how our planet is. We do have moisture in our soil even within sand. You know, like when you see palm trees that are growing out of sand, there's water in there somewhere. It's not just all depleted of moisture, but my point is this. Whatever can be in the soil can be in the water, and whatever can be in the water can be in the air. Because I remember back in fifth grade, we had to study the weather, and we had to study, um, as part of one of our science classes, we had to learn all the different types of clouds, which came in handy with living here in Oklahoma, right? Because we have crazy weather here. So we had to memorize the cycle of like a droplet of water from when it comes down out of the sky goes down to the ground or the earth or maybe it lands in the ocean this water droplet of course it's usually not just one water droplet but this is just an example like it's a cycle it's a cycle of life basically so that's how contamination can be really bad it can be severe and it can also be deadly so we want to make sure that we get these sites cleaned up as soon as possible but we do it with due diligence in a calm reasonable way and we're not out to punish shame or blame we just want to get it done protect the environment and try and prevent these things from happening in the future. Now that does not mean that we pass more rules, laws and regulations. That does not mean that we empower the EPA even more because again, the EPA already has enough power. If anything, it already has too much, which was given to them by Barack Obama during his term. And I kind of wondered if he was going to do that. Um, because sometimes people don't understand how um, the EPA can be. You know, they can toot their horn that, that they really care about the environment, but sometimes they take it too extreme and then they start punishing people. And it's like, you know, that's really not appropriate because technically we are in this together. We, we live in society together, so we need to treat each other with dignity and respect. But here, here's my other point in regards to the EPA. The EPA is important, and I do support Um, what the EPA does to a certain extent, just not the extremeness of it, of that agency. And here's why. They already have rules, laws, and regulations on the books that give them the power and um, the authority to help out with our environment. But what obviously has been lacking is them actually doing their job because they, they, they have had this authority for, for, I don't know, three or four decades, if not longer, I mean, I don't know when the, the EPA was founded or when it was developed, but they, they've been around for a while, you know, way before these Superfund sites got on the list. So, you know, the EPA was already around before this stuff happened, and they haven't done their job. They haven't gone in there, cleaned it up, and, and done the, the proper due diligence that they are supposed to do. And if I had to guess as to why this has not been handled correctly, it comes down to greed, mismanagement of funds, And just the extreme slowness, like tortoise speed, of how the government does things. And a good example of that is the DMV. Um, I would say, oh, what's another one? Oh, getting on disability. If you're trying to get on disability, it's almost impossible because they always deny you the first two times just to try and weed out the weak, the people that get frustrated, which I think is very cruel and evil to do that because sometimes people – They don't have the resources or maybe they just don't have the energy to reapply for disability or that kind of thing. And you know, maybe they don't have access to someone that can help them. So, I mean, just think about it that way. What the federal government likes to do is it likes to weed out the weak. Well, who is the weak? The weak is your fellow man, woman, or child. So who is the federal government or any federal agency 
to weed out somebody that actually does have rights within the United States. But unfortunately, that's how our federal government runs and how it regulates things. The federal government is not completely evil. I don't think it's a horrible institution. I just think we have some bad people that work in the federal government. And so we have seen that within the EPA, um the the VA, Medicare, Medicaid, um possibly the Department of Homeland Security because I don't like how Homeland Security has um given way too much power to TSA agents. I think sometimes they're really rough and gruff like and and I'm a Republican saying this and I and I totally am for our military and things like that, but TSA, they're not military, but they're treated like it and they're not. Um they're basically overpaid security guards and they're very aggressive. Like whenever I've had to deal with a military person, they never act like TSA agents. The military is way more kind and respectful than TSA agents. But what you have to remember is that TSA agents, they are te- technically a federal employee. So believe me, they're making good money and getting really good benefits that you and I are paying for, but yet they they treat us not always with dignity and respect that we deserve. But yet we have to treat them with dignity and respect, which I agree we do, but it's always a two-way street, right? So I'll give an example of this. Um I was flying, see when was the I was last year. Had to think. When was the most recent unpleasant experience with the TSA? So I was flying to Florida for a conference last year. And um I was checking in and this TA TSA agent, it was this guy. You could totally tell he had a chip on his shoulder. He was such a jerk to me. And I guess I had forgotten that I had a, a bottled water in my backpack, and my backpack or my purse, I guess, went through that conveyor belt thing where they they look at things through X-ray. And he got so angry at me, he acted like a, I committed a crime, and that it was intentional. It was just so bizarre. It was so hateful, and he yelled, "Whose bag is this? Whose bag is this?" And just I was like, "Oh, it's mine." I was like, "What's the problem?" He said something like, "Do you know you can't have this?" and just like started yelling at me. It's like, dude, if I knew that in my head, I'm like, if I had known that, or if I hadn't forgotten it was in there, like I, I probably would have taken care of it. So then I had to hurry up and throw away my bottled water, which I paid for, by the way. And I had to go throw it in the trash. And I'm walking in in my my socks, you know, because they have my shoes, right? So this guy just had this hatred on his face towards me and it's like it was so intimidating it was so horrible he yelled at me I'm just like dude in my head I'm thinking completely inappropriate he was hostile had a chip on his shoulder you know he's like a dirty cop there's so many people that should not be in a position of authority and he was one of them then um that was when I was coming back actually to Oklahoma from Florida but when I was flying out to Florida there was one TSA agent he was chippy with me but he wasn't hateful like that one guy in Florida I was like man how can you be rude in Florida when you live in Florida <laughs> you know you you'll be grateful for what you have because Oklahoma doesn't have palm trees unless you hide them and hoard them in your house and protect them from the the extreme weather that we have but anyway the snippy TSA agent or the chippy TSA agent I had to deal with here in Oklahoma at our airport Um I I have one of those what do you call it, a TSA pass or something where like you you've gone through extra scrutiny or something so you have easier boarding. I went ahead and signed up for that a few years ago just to try and avoid the TSA like just have a pleasanter time and also also make it easier for me to get on my flight, right? So um I actually had the letter on me and I guess I didn't sync that letter with my um with my plane ticket. 
So it didn't get added to it that, hey, I can actually, I have pre-screening of TSA, blah, blah, blah kind of thing. And so I walked up to this TSA agent at his little station or whatever. I said, hey, I was like, I have, you know, pre-boarding, you know, certification or whatever the right wording is. And he looked at my ticket and he said, well, it's not on here. I was like, well, I have my letter. I was like, I don't know why it's not connected to it. And he was a jerk to me about it. He's like, well, it's got to be connected and said something. He just wasn't nice to me about it. It's like, okay, I guess I'll just get at the back of the line and go through like the rest of the cattle that are here. I'm thinking that, but I don't say it. But it's just so rude. It's like I have a legal document stating that I have pre-boarding access, right? But he didn't honor it. And it's like, wow, so I guess uh, legal documents only apply to them, not to anybody else. See, there's that favoritism there. And here's another thing, TSA agents – If they want to, they can actually be in one of their own little unions. So that's another reason why they're chippy. And they act like they're all that in a bag of chips. I'm like, dude, what I still want to tell these TSA agents is that you are citizens of the United States, just like the rest of us. Like, you're not better than us. We're not better than you. We're equal. So why don't we treat each other with dignity and respect? Like, that's all we should do. And here's the other thing. TSA agents, I know they have a lot to go through, but you know what? When you actually enjoy your job, you actually do a better job. Like if you show up with hate, guess what you're going to get? You're probably going to get hate from a lot of people. And you're going to make people very unhappy, very nervous. And it was just horrible, absolutely horrible. Um, there was one trip I took, and um, this woman, TSA agent, she was rough with me. Like she patted me down, and it just disgusted me. It was just grotesque. Um It made me very uncomfortable, and I just thought, you know, I can see why there are certain, uh, there are certain um, religions or groups of people that do not allow their wives to be touched by other people. I can totally see why. It's because of things like this. I mean, I, I felt violated, and I mean, I'm not even a part of a group like that. I wish I was, in a way, but it just really was an eye-opening experience. I just felt this woman was horrible. It was just weird. I mean, I've been patted down before just, you know, normally, but this woman, she was weird. I don't know what her problem was. But anyway, side note, that's how our federal government is. Whenever they give themselves power like that, you're, you're in for a wild ride, and you are viewed as if you have no rights when, in fact, we do have rights, and that's what our Constitution is, is here for. Like, if you don't agree with everything within the United States – Number one, I would say that you should leave because our country is really good. But number two, if you don't want to leave and you want to stay here, please read the Constitution of the United States of America because I think you will understand things so much better. And also think about if you had a wife or if you had a child and you know, just imagine them being mistreated by a type of federal officer. Like they're not supposed to do that ever. Your federal officers are not just FBI. It's anybody that is in a type of authority position um, or has that kind of authority job, which would be TSA, uh, it would be FBI, it would be any kind of investigator that, that is within um, the – for the federal government. Um, it's just kind of that policing, I would say. Um, it's very concerning when they do bad things and they act like dirty cops because Oklahoma has had its fair share of bad cops and dirty cops. So needless to say, we get sick of it really quick and we can spot it really quick. But, but we also know when to keep our mouth shut and just do what they say as long as they're not you know, violating you uh, in any way, shape or form. 
Um, but I really did want to report um, that one TSA agent that yelled at me and just verbally berated me in public. It was horrible. Like it creeped everybody out. It was just insane. I'm like, really? You're going to yell at a woman who's obviously a runner or exercises of some sort. You're going to yell at her because she has a bottle of Ozarka water. Like just throw it in the trash or just say, hey, next time, please don't bring this in your backpack. You, know, you have to throw it away. You can't bring it on the plane. More than likely, most people forget they're packing and that's what happened. I totally forgot. But they act like it's a crime. Well, it's not a crime to forget. You know, and if there's a problem, just let them know in a kind, patient manner, not like what these morons did. But anyway, um, let's go ahead and get started on this one. This is a list of super fun sites in California. And as I stated before, there are 94 in the state of California. So I'm really kind of surprised that California has so many, but at the same time I'm not surprised. But here's the thing. I'm I'm surprised that California has these because they're so pro-government, but at the same time I'm not surprised because they're so extremely democrat and they overtax their people. So whenever you have people that are just extremely democrat, they really think that the government should be in charge of everything, which it should not be in charge of everything, not by any means. So this tells me that they have not been really wise with taxpayer funds and they're not handling things appropriately or efficiently. And I'll give another example that's outside of this. Um, the city of San Francisco, it, it, well, San Francisco and Los Angeles, they have some of the highest um, homeless, homeless rates of, you know, like of homeless people. California actually is a hot spot for homeless people. That's where most of them live and where most of them are. So it, it's very interesting that, you know, the state of California, it claims to care about people. They keep voting for higher taxes, but yet they can't even take care of the people that need to be taken care of. And plus, they can't take care of them on the budget that they have. They just keep going. They keep spending beyond their budget. So it tells me that they have a problem with money. They have a problem with greed, unfortunately. And the way that they keep giving themselves permission to overspend and overtax is they convince people, oh, we got to do this for the people. You know, we got to care. There's a difference between caring and doing what's right and then just lying to people saying that you care when really you're just using it as an excuse to take from people's paychecks and then raise their their real estate tax, raise the income tax, raise all these taxes and then it's not affordable. Like that's why all these people are that's why all these people are leaving California. It's because of all these empty promises. And I I just feel sorry for them but at the same time it's like well one reason why Texas doesn't really want people from California to move there is because they don't want Texas to become a blue state like they they don't want California the people from California that voted the way they did in California and pretty much put California in the tank they don't want them to put Texas in the tank see cuz here's the thing whenever you start voting democrat like extremely on things overspending overtaxing you you are no different than Spain, Portugal or Greece. Like total mismanagement of money just completely unrealistic about what needs to be done and they it's like they have a budget just so they can spend over it and say, "Oh, it's not enough. Look how much work we need to do. We need to tax more." No, actually you need to tax less and work out a proper payment plan for what you're trying to do and figure things out. Like it doesn't take a genius about your accounting. I mean, look at it this way. 
you know, the, the company, Amazon, it is successful because it's in the private sector. It's not in the public sector. You know, Amazon does not, well, look at it this way. If Amazon ran its company the way California runs itself, Amazon would have been out of business years ago. And thousands of people would be out of work and they would not be making millions of dollars. And you and I would not be able to order stuff online. So obviously the private sector, once again, saves the day in so many ways. So you would think that a democratic state like California would take a leaf out of someone's a leaf out of someone's book in terms of how successful they are and say, "Hey, why don't we lower taxes, get rid of these some of these social welfare programs that obviously don't work, but help the most needy first and then build on that." You know, once we help them, move on to the next group and the next segment and things like that. But California doesn't do that. Unfortunately, and it, and it has every opportunity to do that because California has not always been democrat. And California was not always the most expensive state to live in, but it has slowly become that way because you had these democrats move out there and then you have like some crazy liberals that live out there now and they're ruining the state. I mean, it's it's let me put it this way, California has been experiencing inflation way long before the rest of the United States. But here's the thing, if one state is experiencing inflation, eventually that spreads out to every other state because we are the United States of America. We're not the separated states of America. So needless to say, I'm not surprised that Texas doesn't want people from California moving there because they know that people from California will ruin it <laughs> if they vote the way they do. And here's an example of this. Texas is already a little crazy liberal, but it's in Dallas. Um I was in Dallas several years ago, I was working a contract on there. I couldn't believe how crazy liberal Dallas is. I was like, you live in Texas, which is a Republican state. Like, how can so many crazy liberal nutbags and young people too, like teens, twenties, thirties, whatever, they they just don't understand. They don't understand banking. They don't understand currency. Um, they they just are very ignorant. But yet they pull the whole, oh, we want socialized medicine. We want more healthcare benefits for people. We want more people to get unemployment checks. They, they want all this stuff. I'm like, how do you plan on paying for that? Oh, it's free. No, actually, it's not. You know, like let's say for example, you go to an Indian clinic, which we have some of those here in Oklahoma, and they're some of the worst clinics ever. Why? Because they're quote unquote free. They're not free. They're paid for by the taxpayers, but by, by the government. So here's the thing. You go there if you're Indian, Indian, and if you can prove you're Indian, um, you go there and you get the worst possible medical care on the planet. There, it's, it's pathetic and it's terrible. Um, but here's the thing: those nurses and doctors that work there, they're not working for free. They're not volunteers. It's an actual job. It costs money to employ them. So obviously, the healthcare, even at these healthcare free Indian healthcare clinics, it's not really free because those employees are getting paid. It's just they work for the state. So the whole notion of free healthcare, it's not free because we actually are paying for it. And here's the thing, if you think you're getting free healthcare under socialized medicine, you need to wake up because you actually are paying for it via your tax dollars. It's not just the rich that are paying the taxes, although they do pay the majority of them, which is unfortunate. I think taxes should be equal. I think everybody should just pay a flat tax of 10%. That way, regardless of what you make, everybody is equal in that. They're paying 10%. And you're like, well, Leslie, that's not fair. Well, yes, it is fair. If you make, you know, let's say you make $50,000 a year and you take 10% of that, that 
is nothing compared to what someone who makes 100 million a year is going to pay and then take 10% of that. Obviously someone who makes more is by nature going to pay more. It doesn't matter really what the tax bracket is or the percentage, they're going to pay more because they're making more anyway. But I'm saying that when you when you have all these different tax brackets and it punishes the rich, you are completely screwing over, excuse me, you are ruining your economy and you are creating favoritism within your job market and within your within your country and you're saying yes we want you to be rich not because we want you to be successful but we want to legally steal from you that's what overtaxation is it is legalized stealing i am all for taxes i think everybody should pay them i think everybody should pay them but i think overtaxing people just because they do really well that is a that's a that's a punishment That's not a blessing, that's a curse. You're basically shaming someone because they're making more money. That's not right. But anyway, let's let's jump into this. So this is the the uh, super fun sites in California. I'm going to describe them just a little bit. I'll go into a little bit more detail as much as I can, and I'll probably circle back in a later podcast to go into more detail about these super fun sites in New Jersey because those are very interesting. Because if you think about it, New Jersey, it's not that big of a state, but yet they have a lot of super fun sites, and plus it's it's very populated there. So, the first California super fun site is Amco Chemical. It is located in Alameda County, California. It was put on the list September 29th, 2003. And let's see, Amco Chemical was a chemical distribution company located in Oakland, California. The land the company operated on is designated as a US Environmental Protection Agency Superfund cleanup site. So it still hasn't been cleaned up even though it's been designated. And just so you know, the county of Alameda is located in the state of California in the United States. As of the 2020 census, the population was 1.6 million, a little over 1.6 million, um making it the seventh most populous county in the state. and the 21st most populous uh, nationally the county seat is Oakland and it says Alameda County is in the San Francisco Bay area so if you live in Alameda County or if you live in the San Francisco Bay area guess what you have a super fun site there super fun that ends in a d super fun site so um it says here the groundwater the soil and soil gas are contaminated with chlorinated solvents and other contaminants including vinyl chloride So just be aware of that. That kind of is a scary one. So the next California Superfund site is Alameda Naval Air Station. Um that one is located in Alameda County, California. It was put on the list July 22nd, 1999. It says here the Naval Air Station Alameda was a United States Naval uh Navy Air Station in Alameda, California on San, San Francisco Bay. So let me see here what is going on with their contaminants. Let's see what it is. Da da da. If it will tell me. Da da da. Try to see here if it will tell me. Mhm. Da da da. Well, it doesn't tell me exactly. Oh. They tested the landfills indicate polychlorinated biphenyl contamination. So not the best thing to have. Um it says here these are PCBs they are a highly toxic product um whose production was banned by the United States federal law 
and by the Stockholm Convention on Persistent Organic Pollutants in 2001. So, yeah, that's a problem. That's why it is a super fund site for that one. Okay, so the next California Superfund site is Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory, USDOE. It is located in Alameda County, California. It was put on the list. Let's see that is July 22nd, 1987. It says here the Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory is a federal research facility in Livermore, California, in the United States, founded by the University of California, Berkeley in 1952. Let's see here and obviously they are having a problem with the Superfund site that is there. So let me pause this and see what the problem is. Okay, so this is where they have nuclear and uh it says they have nuclear and basic science. So this is where they are testing I guess plutonium and um or plutonium research. Um so I'm guessing they did not clean it up appropriately. which is unfortunate so they need to clean that up appropriately i am for nuclear weapons um we do need those they are a good thing but you need to be careful with them that's for sure practice some due diligence on that so the next california superfund site is lawrence uh, livermore lab suite 300 so again it's probably going to be nuclear nuclear related research and plutonium research this one is located in uh, alameda county in san joaquin county It was put on the list August 30th, 1990. Let me look up San Joaquin. So San Joaquin County, officially the county of San Joaquin is a county in the United States, California. As of the 2020 census, excuse me, the population was a little over 779,000 and the county seat is Stockton. So if you live in the county of Alameda or if you live in the county of San Joaquin you've got a super fund site that is there so there's almost 800,000 people that do probably do not know or are not aware of this super fund site that is near them the next california super fund site is Leviathan Mine and this one is located in Alpine County California it was added to the list May 11th 2000 the the Uh, Leviathan Mine is a United States Superfund site at an abandoned open pit sulfur mine located in Alpine County, California. The mine is located on the eastern slope of the Sierra Nevada at about 7,000 feet uh, or 7,000 foot elevation, six miles east of uh, Markleyville. And then Alpine, I don't know much about this county, but it said, oh, there's a picture of it with snow, so it must be definitely up north, hence it's near Nevada, so I can see that now. When I think of snow, I don't think of California, but I forget that they actually do have areas that do have snow. But here we go, it says Alpine County is a county in eastern California located within the Sierra Nevada on the state border with Nevada. As of the 2020 census, the population was 1,204, making it California's least populous county. The county's seat and largest community is Markleyville. So anyone that lives in Markleyville or Alpine County, just so you know, you have a super fun site um, in your area. It is toxic, and it's Leviathan Mine, and it's an open sulfur pit. Not really pleasant. Be careful about that, because remember, whatever you inhale. um if it's not oxygen or if it's not what your lungs actually need it can damage the air sacs in your lungs lead to emphysema COPD and possibly lung cancer so be careful with that the next california superfund site is copper's company or, or co inc it's the oroville plant it is located in butte california or butte county california 
It was put on the list September 21, 1984. Okay, they're treating wood. Okay, that kind of, now I kind of understand why the problem is with that. Okay, so it says wood was treated with many chemicals to prevent wood deterioration. The accumulation of these chemicals from spills, fires, and ashes has caused this site to be contaminated with the hazardous waste material. Due to soil and groundwater contamination, the site was placed on the national priorities list in 1984. for remedial action plans to clean up the site to protect surrounding residential areas concerning environmental and human health risk. So it still has not been cleaned up, and this goes back to 1984, so that's always a concern. Okay, and then Butte, it says Butte County is a county in, northern, in, in sorry, northern California. In the 2020 census, the population was 200, it's a little over 211,000. So if you live in Butte County or near Oroville, you need to be uh, very concerned. Don't freak out, but just know you've got a Superfund site that's near you. The next California Superfund site is Louisiana Pacific Corp. Um, it is located in Butte County, California. It was added to the list June 10, 1986. And it says here the Louisiana Pacific Corp., commonly known as LP, is an American building materials manufacturer. It was founded in 1973 and is currently based in Nashville, Tennessee. Let's see here. LP pioneered the U.S. production of, of oriented strand board, OSB, panels. It says here, da, 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 today LP is the world's largest producer of OSB and manufactures engineered wood building products. So if, it, it's, if it's engineering wood building products, that means... It's probably not completely real wood. It's almost like when we have these fake fruits and vegetables at the store that are, that are genetically altered. So it kind of reminds me of that. It says LP products are sold to builders and homeowners through building materials distributors and dealers and retail home centers. As of 2011, LP has 24 mills, including 15 in the United States, 6 in Canada, 2 in Chile, and 1 in Brazil. And just so you know... Um, in 2018, they had $2.28 billion dollars in revenue. So um, they're, they're doing fairly well, but maybe they can put that money towards cleaning up their Superfund site um, that they are not taking care of at this point in time. Um, so here we go. The next California Superfund site is Western Pacific. Uh, oh, hold on a second. So we talked about Butte. Yeah, we talked about that. Okay, so the next one is Western Pacific Railroad Company. is located in Butte County, California. It was put on the list August 30th, um, 1990. So it says the Western Railroad, or sorry, Western Pacific Railroad was a class one railroad in the United States. It was formed in 1903 as an attempt to break the near monopoly the Southern Pacific Railroad had on rail service into Northern California. And again, that is located in Butte County. So then the next California Superfund site, oh, hold on a second. I need to back up. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, I need to correct myself. These last two ones, the Louisiana Pacific Corp and the Western 
Pacific Railroad Company, those have been completed. They have been deleted from the list. My apologies. So obviously, LP and Western Pacific, they have taken care of their problem, and they have practiced due diligence. My apologies. So that has been corrected. That is good to go. I misread this list. Okay. Okay. So the next California Superfund site that is still on the list is Concord Naval Weapons Station. It is located in Contra Costa County, California. It was added to the list December 16, 1994. And the Concord Naval Weapons Station was a military base established in 1942 north of the city of Concord, California, at the shore of the Sacramento River where it widens into Sui Sun Bay, I think that's how you pronounce it. The station functioned as a World War II um or, or armament storage depot supplying ships at Port Chicago and Contra Costa is located in the state of California as of the 2020 census the population was a little over 1.1 million people the county seat is Martinez it occupies the northern portion of the East Bay region of the San Francisco Bay area and is primarily suburban Let's see here And again is added to the list uh, December 16, 1994. So if you live in the San Francisco Bay area or if you live in Contra Costa, you need to be aware that this Superfund site is still active. It is still there. The next Superfund site, let's see here in California is United Hecathorn Company. It is located in Contra Costa. It was added to the list March 14, 1990. It says here It doesn't give me more information on United Beckethorn Company, but this one is located in Contra Costa County. So if you live near there or in the San Francisco Bay Area, you have another one that is in your area in terms of California Superfund sites. The next California Superfund site is Atlas Asbestos Mine, It is located in Fresno County, California. It was added to the list September 21, 1984. Let's see here. It says here the Atlas Asbestos Mine Superfund site is located within the Clear Creek Management Area near Fresno County, 18 miles northwest of Colinga, California. The mine started operating in 1963, covering 435 acres of a large naturally occurring asbestos deposit. Let me open this up and see what else it says. The mine closed in 1979 and was placed in the EPA's national priorities list in 1983. due to the pollution of asbestos in the surrounding soil, air and water, creating potential health hazards for local populations and environment. And again it says asbestos um is a defined set of six fibrous silicate minerals um with physical properties including an inability to dissolve in water and a high resistance to heat and biological chemical uh, degradation, making it a valuable product for commercial use, which that's kind of scary. Its common use in commercial products prior to the EPA banning its use in 1989 makes it easy for people to be exposed to it in their homes and work and workplaces. Um so for sure be aware of that. So let me go back and see about this. So this is located in Fresno County. So Fresno County uh see is located in central portion of California. As of 2020, its population was a little over 1 million people. Let's see here. So if you live in Fresno County, uh you do need to be concerned about this because it's still open and active. Uh say it's still a Superfund site. I don't mean like the mine is still open. I mean that the Superfund site is still there. It has not been cleaned up and it has not been contained. 
The next California Superfund site is Fresno Municipal Sanitary Landfill. It is located in Fresno County, California. It was added to the list October 4th, 1985, or sorry, 89. My apologies. Let's see here. This one, it says the Fresno Municipal Sanitary Landfill opened in 1935. It was the first modern landfill in the United States. And then let's see, but yeah, it's had some problems. In 1983, the California Department of Health Services conducted tests which found that the site contained methane and vinyl chloride gases that were penetrating into the areas around the landfill. I'm not surprised. The tests also concluded that contaminants were being found in private groundwater wells affecting the water table around the landfill. On June 24, 1988, the site was proposed as a Superfund site and was finalized on the NPL list on October 10, 1989. And it is still on there because it has not been handled. The next California Superfund site is Industrial Waste Processing. This one is located in Fresno County, California. It was added to the list August 30th, 1990. Let's see here. It doesn't tell me anything else about that one, but okay, we'll go on to the next one. But it is located in Fresno County, so Fresno County, you've got another one there. The next California Superfund site is Purity Oil Sales, Inc. It is located in Fresno County, California. It was added to the list September 8, 1983. It doesn't really tell me much about that, except that it is located in Fresno County, so you've got another one there. Excuse me. The next California Superfund site is Selma Treating Company. It is located in Fresno County, California. It was added to the list September 8, 1983. The next California Superfund site is Brown and Bryant Inc. Arvin Plant. It is located in Kern County, California. It was added to the list October 4, 1989. Let's see what it tells me about this. It says Brown and Bryant Inc. was a chemical distribution company located in Arvin, California in Kern County. The land the company operated on is designated as a US Environmental Protection Agency Superfund cleanup site. Let's see the company was a formulator of agricultural chemicals including fertilizers, herbicides, insecticides and fumigants or yeah. Um let's see. Brown and Bryant operated from the 1960s until 1989. The company stored and distributed various chemicals on the site including the herbicide Dinoseb which was sold by Dow Chemicals and the pesticides DD and Nemagun both sold by Shell Oil Company. During its years of operation in Arvin, there were numerous chemical spills, equipment failures and leaks that led to many of the chemicals seeping into the soil and upper levels of the groundwater. That's very concerning. In 1979, an evaporation pond was built onto the site. On at least two occasions under heavy rainfall, the pond received pesticide rinse water and surface runoff from the site. In 1989, the company went out of business and ceased all operations. I wonder if they went out of business because they couldn't afford to correct their mistakes, because it costs a lot of money. I don't, I don't mean that in a negative way, but sometimes they go out of business because they don't have the money to do the cleanup for stuff that happened. That that can happen. It's unfortunate. Investigation of the site in the 1980s by both the California Department of Toxic Substances Control and the United States Environmental Protection Agency (EPA). showed significant contamination of the soil and groundwater. The nearest public well in Arvin is located about 1700 feet south and down gradient of the operating site. Yeah, you don't want to be at the bottom of a hill with something like this. The public water system in Arvin supplies drinking water to approximately 7800 people 
and irrigates about 19,600 acres of surrounding cropland. Yeah, that that's a problem. In 1988, as ordered by the state, Brown and Bryant excavated heavily contaminated soil underneath their pond and installed a liner. Why not install a liner before you start something like that? Um the removed soil was then cleaned and treated and returned to the ground using a an innovate or innovate technology called ultraviolet ozone. In 1989, the EPA's emergency response program began to evaluate the need to conduct removal action at the site, and Brown and Bryant Inc. was placed on the Superfund list. The following year, the EPA began to look into and develop long-term solutions to the groundwater and soil contamination problems at the site. EPA decided to consolidate the contaminated soil, install a cap over this consolidated soil, and extract and treat water from the first water-bearing unit. to remediate the groundwater EPA planned to extract and treat groundwater in the A zone which was the source of contamination to the B zone It says here following Brown and Bryant's closure in 1989 the EPA and the state undertook the cleanup efforts at the site and looked to apportion some of the costs onto two railroad companies who had leased the land to Brown and Bryant the United States sued both the Union Pacific Railroad and the Burlington Northern and Santa Fe Railing Company BNSF under the Superfund law or the Environmental Response Compensation and Liability Act also known as CER CLA before the Supreme Court decision they settled with the EPA to pay nearly 1 million dollars for cleanup costs i'm surprised that's all it cost the Supreme Court ruled that the railroad companies were to pay 9% of the total cost of cleanup The United States also sued Shell because they had delivered the chemical products to the Brown and Bryant site. Shell Oil Company maintained that it was not responsible for the cleanup and the Supreme Court ruled in their favor, which I kind of agree with them. They're not responsible for someone else's um lack of due diligence, clearing them of having to share the cost of cleaning up the toxic site. So, that is Brown and Bryant. And let's see, this this one's located it's still a problem. It's located in Kern County. Let's see its population is a little over 900,000 and its county seat is Bakersfield. So if you live in Kern County, California or if you live near or around Bakersfield, you need to be concerned about that one because they have groundwater contamination. Next one is Edwards Air Force Base. This is another super fun site in California. This one is located in Kern County, San Bernardino County in Los Angeles County, California. It was put on the list August 30th, 1990. It says here Edwards Air Force Base AFB is a United States Air Force base installation in California. Most of the base sits in Kern County, but its eastern end is in San Bernardino County and a southern arm is in Los Angeles County. Let's see the hub of the base is Edwards, California. So we already talked about Kern County, so let's talk about San Bernardino. So San Bernardino is a county located in the southern portion of California. and is located within the Inland Empire area. As of 2020, the US census the population was a little over 2.1 million people. So if you live near or around the San Bernardino County in California, I would be concerned about this one here with that. Also Los Angeles County. So Los Angeles Okay, so that is also known as LA County is the most populous county in the United States and in the United States of uh sorry, not the United States, but the state of California with more than 10 million inhabitants as of the 2020 census. So, 10 million people within Los Angeles County, you kind of need to 
to be concerned. You do need to be concerned about this Superfund site because it's it's still there. It has not been cleaned up. The next California Superfund site is Sulphur Bank Mercury Mine. It is located in Lake County, California. It was added to the list August 30th, 1990. Let's see here. Sulphur Bank Mine is located near Clear Lake Oaks or Oaks in Clear Lake in Lake County, California. And the mine became one of the most noted mercury producers in the world. Oh no, we're dealing with mercury. Okay. Yeah, mercury can kill you. Um they no longer use mercury um they don't make mercury thermostats anymore nor do they use mercury in thermometers anymore because it it's um toxic. So then Lake County, California, let's see it's located in the north central part of California. As of the 2020 census, the population was a little over 68,000. The county seat is Lakeport. Let's see here. So if you live near there, you do need you do need to be concerned about this Superfund site. So be careful with that. The next California Superfund site is Cooper Drum Company. It is located in Los Angeles County, California. It was added to the list June 14, 2001. Let's see. The Cooper Drum Company recycled closed top steel drums. on a 3.8 acre facility in South Gate, California from 1976 to 2003. They had strong they used strong chemicals to recondition the drums leading to public concern about health impacts on the surrounding community. Let me open this up and see what else it says. Da 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 da. Oh, yeah, I'm not surprised by this. In particular, staff and students from Tweedy Elementary school which borders the Cooper Drum site to the south complained of health problems that may have resulted from exposure to toxic chemicals coming from Cooper Drum Company. In June 2001, the Cooper Drum site was placed on the Superfund site, uh, making the site as one of the most high priority toxic cleanup sites in the United States. Let's see here. Da 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 da. Okay. Oh, this is interesting. So beginning in 1986, both staff and students at Tweedy Elementary School began complaining of various health problems, including stomach aches, headaches, sore throats, and asthma. Staff at Tweedy and parents of the students believed the negative symptoms were caused by exposure to toxic chemicals from nearby industries. Let's see here. Da, da, da. They could not tie it directly to the Cooper Drum Company. However, it is still a super fun site, so You know, sometimes when people have symptoms, it may not they may not be able to link it to something directly, but that doesn't mean that's not part of the problem. Is what I'm trying to say. So again, this is in the county of Los Angeles, so you're you're dealing with 10 million inhabitants there, so you've got another Superfund site in your area. The next California Superfund site is Del Amo. This is located in Los Angeles County, California. It was added to the list September 25th, 1997. says the Del Amo Superfund site is located in southern Los Angeles County between the cities of Torrance and Carson. Let's see, it is a US EPA Region 9 Superfund site. The waste disposal site of a rubber manufacturer is one of 94 Superfund sites in California. And again, it is located within the county of Los Angeles with 10 million inhabitants, so do be aware of that. The next California Superfund site is Jet Propulsion Laboratory, uh, part of NASA. This one is located in Los Angeles County, California. It was added to the list October 14th, 1992. It 
says here the Jet Propulsion Laboratory, also known as JPL, is a federally funded research and development center and NASA field center in the city of La Canada, Flint Ridge, and California. So let's see what this one, what their problem was. It says here, uh, well, it's just going to go into their, their lab. Let's see. doesn't really tell me exactly what's going on. I don't know. Well, anyway, it's a super fun site now, but it doesn't tell me exactly what happened. But if it's a laboratory and you're dealing with NASA, you're probably dealing with something toxic anyway. Nothing gets NASA. I think you're awesome. But if you don't dispose of stuff properly, then you're, then you're kind of responsible for that. The next California super fun site is Montrose Chemical Corp. This one is located in Los Angeles County, California. It was added to the list October 4th, 1989. The Montrose Chemical Corporation of California was a chemical corporation that was the largest producer of the insecticide DDT in the United States from 1947 until it stopped production in 1982. Its improper disposal of chemical waste from DDT production resulted in serious, let's see, it clipped out on me. Serious environmental damage to the Pacific Ocean near Los Angeles and its former main plant in Harbor Gateway South area of Los Angeles near Torrance, California. And it's been designated as Superfund site. So, be careful about that one. The next Superfund site in California is Omega Chemical Corporation in the county of Los Angeles. It was added to this uh to the list January 19th, 1999. Let's see. The Omega Chemical Corporation was a re- refrigerant and solvent recycling company that operated from 1976 to 1991 in Whittier, California. Due to improper waste handling and removal, the soil and groundwater beneath the property became contaminated and the area is now referred to as the Omega Chemical Superfund site. Let's see here. Cleanup of the site began in 1995 with the removal of hazardous waste receptacles and a multi-million dollar soil evaporation detoxifying system, but it is still a problem. Unfortunately. Okay, so the next California Superfund site is Operating Industries Inc. Landfill. It is located in Los Angeles County, California. It was added to the list June 10th, 1986. It says here The former Operating Landfills Inc. Landfill is a Superfund site located in Monterey Park, California. From 1948 to 1984, the landfill accepted 30 million tons of solid municipal waste and 300 million US gallons of liquid chemicals. That is insane and completely inappropriate. Accumulating over time, the chemical waste polluted the air, I'm not surprised. Leached into groundwater, I'm not surprised. imposed a fire hazard again i'm not surprised spurring several or severely critical public health complaints i'm not surprised i'm recognizing um the landfill's heavy pollution epa placed the the financial responsibility of the dumps cleanup on the main waste contributing companies winning hundreds of millions of dollars in settlements for the protection of human health and the environment so big problem there And that one is in Los Angeles County, so again, be aware of that. The next California Superfund site is Pamaco Maywood. It is located in Los Angeles County, California. Excuse me. And it was added to the list January 19th, 1999. So this one, 
Pimeco is a former chemical mixing company and facility located in the Los Angeles River in Maywood in a small city in southeastern Los Angeles County, California. Maywood Riverfront Park is located on the present-day site. Oh, that's creepy. They've got a park there. The company was operating a or operating at 5050 Slauson Boulevard in a light industrial and residential area on the channelized west bank of the LA River. Let's see. Well, I guess it says is believed that Pimeco began on-site operations in the late 1940s. Pimeco was purchased by the Lux Chemical Company in July 1988 and operations ended at the site in June 1991. Hazardous substances are known to have been used at the facility including chlorinated solvents, aromatic solvents, or what does it call it? Aromatic, I guess that's how you pronounce it, uh, solvents and flammable liquids. Shortly after the closure of the facility, the Los Angeles County Hazardous Materials Hazmat Unit ordered the potentially responsible party Lux Chemical Company to remove containers and drums of laboratory chemicals located in the warehouse and outside staging area. In December 1993, the facility burned to the ground before Lux removed all the containers and drums. Hmm, I wonder if that was a intentional fire. Although the fire completely destroyed the warehouse, six 55-gallon drums, several above-ground storage tanks, and 31 underground storage tanks were unaffected by the fire. Due to safety concerns after the fire, the Environmental Protection Agency was asked to conduct an emergency assessment and stabilize the site. The agency responded by doing the following: erecting a chain-link fence with razor wire around the site, verifying that all storage tanks were empty, attaching locking gaps to standpipes and removing a small number of 55 gallon drums for disposal. Let's see. During the initial assessment study at Pimaco, the EPA found high levels of volatile um organic compounds in the soil beneath the site. The groundwater beneath the site was also contaminated with VOCs. VOCs at the site included I'm not sure to pronounce this but it's abbreviated for PCE TCE TCA DCA and vinyl chloride. Uh VOCs are known or suspected carcinogens and therefore could have posed a serious risk to neighbors if they were exposed to the chemicals. Facility records indicate that the following materials were stored in tanks: methanol, ethanol, I think it's a uh, xylene or exylene, propylene glycol, um i think it's how do you pronounce this ethoxyl acetate isoprol acetate um let's see ethyl acetate butanol kerosene tulosol hexane and some other words that i can't pronounce but basically these things are not good these compounds can have health effects on infants or very young children It has been reported that respiratory allergic or immune effects in infants or children are associated with indoor VOCs and other indoor air pollutants. It is suggested that VOC particles in an indoor environment can be reduced by 50% when household rugs and carpets are cleaned with efficient vacuum cleaners and hot water. These chemicals can also cause nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, permanent blindness, deterioration of the central nervous system, neurological side effects, and in some cases may be cancerous or fatal. So this one is still a problem because it is still there. It has not been cleaned up and it has not been completely closed. 
The next California Superfund site is San Fernando Valley Area 1. This one is located in Los Angeles County, California. It was added to the list June 10, 1986. The next California Superfund site is San Fernando Valley Area 2, located in Los Angeles County, California. It was added to the list June 10, 1986. The next California Superfund site is San Fernando Valley Area 4. It is located in Los Angeles County, California. It was added to the list June 10, 1986. The next California Superfund site is San Gabriel Valley Area 1. It is located in Los Angeles County, California. It was added to the list May 8, 1984. The next California Superfund site is San Gabriel Valley Area 2. It is located in Los Angeles County, California. It was added to the list May 8, 1984. The next California Superfund site is San Gabriel Valley Area 4, or sorry, Area 3, my mistake. Um, it is located in Los Angeles County, California. It was added to the list May 8, 1984. The next California Superfund site is San Gabriel Valley Area 4. It is located in Los Angeles County, California. It was added to the list May 8, 1984. The next California Superfund site is Waste Disposal, Inc. It is located in Los Angeles County, California. It was added to the list July 22, 1987. And let me click on this and see what it says. The Waste Disposal, Inc. Superfund site is an oil-related contaminated site in the highly industrialized city of Santa Fe Springs in Los Angeles County, California. It is approximately 38 acres with St. Paul's High School immediately adjacent to the northeast corner of the site. Approximately 15,000 residents of Santa Fe Springs obtained drinking waters from wells within three miles of the site. That's concerning. Okay. So it says, with a capacity of 42 million U.S. gallons and a diameter of approximately 600 feet, the site was originally constructed to be an in-ground and concrete-lined reservoir to store crude petroleum before 1924. By 1929, the Santa Fe Springs oil field was the nation's largest producer of petroleum products. The booming oil production generated a large amount of hazardous oil byproducts in both liquid and solid form. The site was later used to store a variety of liquid and solid waste because Waste Disposal, Inc., WDI, received a permit from Los Angeles County to operate an industrial waste landfill, which continued until 1964. Waste disposed at the site included oil drilling muds, construction debris, refinery waste, sludge, chemical solvent, and other petroleum-related chemicals. In July 1987, the WDI site was placed on the national priorities list for known or threatened, sorry, threatened releases of hazardous substances, pollutants, or contaminants. So the, it says here, on November 11, 1988, The Agency for Toxic Substances and Disease Registry, also known as ATSDR, released a preliminary health assessment of the WDI site and determined it to be a public health concern due to the public exposure to contaminant soil and potential groundwater quality issues. Let's see here. So basically, it's a problem. Um, it still is a problem because it has not been completely cleaned up. It is still there. So the next California Superfund site is Coastwood Preserving. It is located in um, Mendocino County, California. It was added to the list September 8, 1983. I don't have any information on Coastwood Preserving, but I do know that in terms of Mendocino County, it is located on the north coast of the U.S. state of California. 
as of the 2020 census the population is a little over 91,000 people excuse me the county seat is ukiah so if you live near there you do need to be concerned about that one don't freak out just be aware the next california superfund site is castle air force base uh, 6 acres of it. it is located in merced or merced county california It was added to the list July 22, 1987. And it says here the Castle Air Force Base is a former United States Air Force Strategic Air Command base in California, located northeast of Atwater, northwest of Merced or Merced, and about 115 miles south of Sacramento. In terms of the county, Merced or Merced County is located in northern San Joaquin Valley. in the section of Central Valley in in uh California. Let me see what the population is. It says as of 2020 the population was a little over 281,000. So if you live near there, um I would be a little concerned, just you know, be aware. Okay, the next California Superfund site is Crazy Horse Sanitary Landfill. This one is located in Monterey County, California. It was added to the list August 30th, 1990. I don't have any additional information about Crazy Horse Landfill or Sanitary Landfill uh, in terms of Monterey. Monterey County, let's see, is located on the Pacific Coast in California. As of 2020, they have a population of a little over 439,000 people, so do be concerned with that. Its county seat is Salinas or Salinas. So, you know, if you live in that area, just FYI, The next California Superfund site is Fort Ord. It is located in Monterey County, California. It was added to the list uh, February 21st, 1990. Let me get some information about Fort Ord. Fort Ord is a former United States Army post on Monterey Bay of the Pacific Ocean in California, which closed in 1994 due to base realignment and closure. It's called BRAC action. Uh, let's see here. Da, 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 da. It's not really telling me what was going on with that. I want to see what it says. Okay, so it's not telling me what has been contaminated, but if it's on the Superfund site, we know we got a problem. So they're probably not wanting to say what it is, but it is in the county of Monterey, so just be aware of that. The next California Superfund site is Lava Cap Mine. It is located in Nevada County, California. It was added to the list January 19, 1999. And let me see here. The Lava Cap Mine is an abandoned gold mine in Nevada County, California. The mine is located 5 miles southeast of Nevada City. The site is undergoing cleanup by the United States Environmental Protection Agency for arsenic contamination. So, it obviously still has a problem. That's for sure. So it says gold and silver mining began on site in 1861. with an inactive period from 1918 to 1934. In 1934, mining restarted under the Lava Cap Gold Mining Corporation. Beginning in 1940, a gold cenedation uh, or cyanidation, I don't know how to pronounce that, plant operated on site to leach residual gold from the mine tailings. Um this process increased yield to 95% of the gold contained in the mine's core or ore. At the time of its closure, the Lava Cap mine was the most productive in California with over 300 men. From 1934 to 1943, the mine produced 270,000 ounces of gold and 2.3 million ounces of silver. In 1943, mining ceased due to World War II and did not resume. In 1952, Lava Cap 
Gold Mining Corporation, including the mine itself, was acquired by Sterling Center Corp. And in 1989, the site was acquired by developer Stephen Elder. A dam failure in 1997 caused the spill of arsenic-rich tailings, leading to an investigation by the EPA. Let's see here. And then a remedial action began in 2005. In 2018, a $32 million judgment or in 2018 a 32 million dollar judgment was obtained against Elder and Sterling Center Corp relating to cleanup costs. So it says waste slurry from the gold extraction was stored behind a 60 foot high log dam. That's so dumb. Located at the mouth of a nearby ravine. Wow, really? During a January 1997 storm, the log dam collapsed, releasing 10,000 cubic yards of arsenic-rich tailings downstream into the Little Clipper Creek and watershed, including Lost Lake. Samples of contaminated material contained 100 to 2,200 milligrams of arsenic per kilogram. EPA tests revealed elevated levels of arsenic in Little Clipper Creek, Lost Lake, shallow groundwater, and in drinking water wells. Arsenic has been classified as a carcinogen and causes other severe health issues including thickening skin, pain, nausea, paralysis and blindness. Residents are advised to limit their exposure to mine tailings and to wash their shoes and pets after walking in contaminated areas. So, it's still a problem, so just be aware. And this is in the county of Nevada. It says Nevada County is a county in the Sierra Nevada of the state of California. As of 2020 census, the population was a little over 102,000 people. The county seat is Nevada City. Oh, let's see. Oh, that's it on that one. So the next California Superfund site is El Toro Marine Corps Air Station. It is located in Orange County, California. It was added to the list February 21, 1990. It says here The Marine Corps Air Station El Toro was a United States Marine Corps Air Station located next to the community of El Toro near Irving, California. Let's see here. Let's see it's been used as a filming location. It's not really telling me why it became a super fun site, but needless to say probably something spilled. I don't know what. It's not telling me. The next California suit or hold on, the Orange County. So let's talk about that. So Orange County is located in the Los Angeles metropolitan area in Southern California. As of the 2020 census, the population is a little over 3.1 million people. So just be aware that you do have this super fun site in your area. Okay, so the next California super fun site is McCall. It is located in Orange County, California. Um, it was added to the list September 8, 1983. It says 200,000 cubic yards of oil refinery and acid sludge and oil-filled drilling muds, including sulfur and hydrocarbons. The waste ha- has reacted to um, to produce a mixture of complex organic and sulfur-containing con- compounds, some of which are gases. So let me see what all this says. It says here, McCall Frontenac Oil Company Limited was a Canadian integrated oil company. It was created in 1927 as a result of a merger between two companies, McCall Brothers, founded by John McCall in 1873, and Frontenac Oil Refineries. 
Shares in the new company was acquired by the Texas company Texaco, and by 1941 it had acquired a majority ownership position of McCall Frontenac. On February 2, 1959, the company was renamed Texaco Canada Limited, which on June 1, 1978 became Texaco Canada Incorporated. McCall Frontenac or Frontenac was known for its branding of its oil and products as as a Red Indian. In 1989, 1989, Texaco Canada was acquired by Imperial Oil. Non-retail operations continued as Texaco Canada Petroleum Incorporated until 1995. After Imperial acquired Texaco Canada Inc. in 1989, it renamed the company McCall Frontenac Inc. The company remains registered. So they've obviously got a problem if they're on the uh, Superfund site because it doesn't tell me it's been cleaned up or that it's been handled. So the next California Superfund site is a Lark Hard Chrome. Um, it is located in Riverside County, California. It was added to the list December 1, 2000. And let's see, Riverside County is a county located in the southern portion of California. As of 2020 census, the population was a, a little over 2.4 million people. So if you're in that county, you've got a Superfund site there. And you have a couple of them coming up. So another California Superfund site is March Air Force Base, is located in Riverside County, California. It was added to the list November 21, 1989. Says here, March Air Reserve Base, previously known as March Air Force Base, is located in Riverside County, California, between the cities of Riverside, Moreno Valley, and Paris. Let's see. That's really all it tells me about that. The next California Superfund site is Stringfellow Acid Pits. Oh, that uh, doesn't sound good at all. It is located in Riverside County, California. It was added to the list September 8, 1983. Says here the Stringfellow Acid Pits are a toxic waste dump and a Superfund site located in Jerupa Valley, California, just north of the neighborhood of Glen Avon. The site became the center of national news coverage in the early 1980s in part because it was considered one of the most polluted cities in California and because it became linked with mismanagement and scandal in the US Environmental Protection Agency. Oh, let's see. It says here situated in the base at the Jerupa Mountains in Pyrite Canyon, the 17-acre site was originally a rock quarry or quarry however you pronounce that word. owned by James Stringfellow the resulting valley um seemed a perfect disposal site for toxic waste really that's terrible in 1956 after a year long negotiations and at the request of the Santa Ana Regional Water Quality Control Board Stringfellow opened the site for dumping toxic waste included in the negotiations was Stringfellow receiving assurances from a geologist who deemed the site safe for dumping really The geologic survey claimed that the solid bedrock made the valley an ideal and safe site for waste. In 1972, after it became apparent that the pits were leaking into local groundwater, I'm not surprised. Um RWQCB shut down the site. During the facility's 16 years of operation, more than 34 million gallons of liquid industrial waste was deposited in evaporation ponds. Stringfellow claimed his company was without assets and title to the land passed to the state of California with oversight given to the Santa Ana River Water Quality Board. Between 1969 and 
Poor weather and management resulted in several spills and intentional releases of toxic chemicals into Pyrite Creek, which flowed into storm channels running through Glen Avon. In the early 1980s, after the passage of the Comprehensive Environmental Response Compensation and Liability Act, or Superfund, the site came to the attention of the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency. It was listed as the most contaminated site in California. and was one of the first sites selected for remedial uh, sorry remediation under the act the severity of the problems and a subsequent scandal related to the site made the acid pits the subject of national television coverage Rita Lavelle appointed director of the Superfund site in 1982 by President Ronald Reagan was convicted on federal charges of perjury related to an investigation sorry related to an investigation into misuse of the United States Environmental Protection Agency Superfund money, not surprised, during her 10 year with the agency and irregular and irregularities at the Stringfellow acid pits. The Lavelle incident was labeled Sewergate. Um Anne Gorsuch Burford, mother of US Supreme Court Justice Neil Gorsuch, uh, resigned as EPA administrator amid the controversy. Whoa, I didn't know that she was connected to our Supreme Court justice. <laughs> oh, that's not good. Oh, goodness. Okay. Currently, the Stringfellow site is managed by the California Department of Toxic Substances Control, also known as DTSC. According to DTSC, the cleanup effort will take approximately 500 years. The litigation involved with the Stringfellow site resulted in numerous lawsuits including the United States versus Stringfellow case in federal court, the Newman versus Stringfellow personal injury case in Riverside Superior Court, and the Hindler versus United States United States case before the United States Court of Federal Claims in the US court for the Federal Circuit. The US Supreme Court also decided one issue in Stringfellow versus Concerned Neighbors in Action 480 US 370 in 1987. The subsequent insurance litigation lasted well into the 21st century. In total, the litigation spanned more than 3 decades. I'm not surprised. So, that is Stringfellow Pits and it is in Riverside, so just be cautious of that. The next California Superfund site is Aerojet General Corp. is located in Sacramento County, California. It was added to the list September 8th, 1983, and I'm going to get a quick drink of water. I will be right back. Okay, I am back. So, we're talking about the Aerojet General Corp Superfund site located in California. It is located in Sacramento uh, County, California, added to the list September 8th, 1983. So, this one It says Aerojet was an American rocket and missile or missile propulsion manufacturer. Excuse me, based primarily in Rancho Cordova, California, with divisions in Redmond, Washington, Orange and Gainesville in Virginia and Camden, Arkansas. Aerojet was owned by GenCorp. In 2013, Aerojet was merged by GenCorp with the former Pratt and Whitney Rocketdyne to form Aerojet Rocketdyne. It was founded in 1942. Let's see here. The Aerojet developed from a 1936 meeting hosted by Theodore von Karman at his home, joining joining von Karman, who was at the time director of Guggenheim Aeronautical Laboratory at the California Institute of Technology, 
were a number of Caltech professors and students, including rocket scientist and astrophysicist Fritz Zwicky and explosives expert Jack Parsons, all of whom were interested in the topic of space flight. The group continued to occasionally meet, but its activities were limited to discussions rather than experimentation. Their first design was tested on August 16, 1941, consisting of a small cylindrical solid fuel motor attached to the bottom of a plane. Takeoff distance was shortened by half, and the USAAF placed an order for experimental production versions. So let's see here. Uh, it talks about. Aerojet's manufacturer testing and disposal methods led to toxic contamination of both the land and groundwater, that's not good, in the Rancho Cordova area, leading to the designation of a Superfund site. Solvents such as TCE, I can't pronounce the word that it actually is, but the abbreviation is TCE, and chloroform and rocket fuel byproducts such as NDMA and perchlorate, Um, were discovered in drinking water wells near Aerojet in 1979. Since then, two state agencies and the EPA have been working with Aerojet to ensure that the company cleans up pollution caused by its operations at the site. Under state and federal enforcement orders, Aerojet installed several systems on the borders of its property to pump out and treat contaminated groundwater. Aerojet has also conducted... A number of removal actions for on-site soils, liquids, and sludges. In 2003, groundwater sampling data revealed a plume of contamination extending southwest under, or sorry, northwest under Carmichael. Discovery of TCE contamination at the Sacramento facility also led Aerojet to look into possible contamination of the groundwater at Aerotex. Azusa facility where much of the testing of JATO, JATOs and rocket engines were conducted before those operations were moved to Sacramento. In 1980, it was announced that there was TCE contamination in the groundwater at Aerojet's facility in Azusa in a hearing chaired by State Senator Esteban Torres. In 1985, it was declared a Superfund site by the EPA as San Gabriel Superfund site number 2. and the cleanup done under the Baldwin Park uh, operable unit in 1997 it was also discovered that there were also NDMA and ammonium perchlorate contamination in this plume and that Aerojet was once again labeled a potentially responsible party in this action Aerojet sold this facility in 2001 to Northrop uh, Grumman Corporation Aerojet's disposal of toxic material occurred 20 years prior to the establishment of a provisional perchlorate RFD limit of whatever that rate is in 1992. Let's see here. It talks about what the limits are. But anyway, this isn't good. Um, it's uh, very disappointing. It's like, you know, here's the thing. If you make a mistake, you make a mistake, but clean it up, change your ways, and find... Um, ways to avoid it in the, in the future. Like, for example, you know, I work predominantly in the accounting world. And here's the thing. Whenever we come across problems, whether they're small or large, we implement policies and procedures to prevent these from occurring again. And we don't go back on our word. We live by the principles that we're supposed to live by. 
It seems to me like some of these companies they just kind of haphazardly, literally, haphazardly just conduct business and they're not taking it seriously. And that concerns me because I do think that we should have you know innovation, we should have inventions and we we should be able to have chemicals and be able to dispose of them properly, but if time and time again they're still screwing up or messing up like this, excuse my language, I think that shows that you know they're acting like some stupid brat. that doesn't want to be responsible for their actions. I mean, it's kind of like a kid that is playing with his baseball and his baseball bat and instead of going to a baseball field and practicing out there, he swings the baseball bat towards his house and hits the baseball into his own window, like in his parents' living room and breaks the window, shatters the glass. It's like, "Okay, idiot, um you don't play baseball right in your front yard and take a chance of hitting your own house like destroying things within your own vicinity that's basically what these companies are doing they're basically playing baseball in their front yard when all they have to do is either go to a batting cage or go to a, an actual baseball field where that's where you can actually practice you know that sport but they're not doing that so that's kind of a problem hence they're on this list The next California Superfund site is Mather Air Force Base Aircraft Control and Warning Disposal site. It is located in Sacramento County, California. It was added to the list July 22, 1987. It says the Mather Air Force Base was the United States Air Force Base which was closed in 1993 pursuant to a post-Cold War BRAC decision. It was located 12 miles east of Sacramento on the south side of US Route 50 in Sacramento County. So, if you're in Sacramento County, you've got another super fun site there. And it says here Sacramento County as of 2020 the the population is a little over 1.5 million people. So, kind of concerning there that you've got a super fun site near so many people. Okay, so the next California Superfund site is uh, McClellan Air Force Base groundwater contamination. That's very concerning. It is located in Sacramento County, California. It was added to the list July 22, 1987. It says here, uh, so let me see it. McClellan Air Force Base. It was opened from 1935 to th- to 2001. Is a former United States Air Force Base located in the North Highlands area of Sacramento County, seven miles northeast. of Sacramento, California. So again, Sacramento, you've got another Superfund site there. The next California Superfund site is Sacramento Army Depot, located in Sacramento County, California. It was added to the list July 22, 1987. And this one says, let's see, this was a facility located within current city limits. Oh, that's concerning. 7 miles southeast of downtown Sacramento, California and Sacramento County. And let's see. It says it served as a repair facility for electronic equipment, but it still is a super fun site, so I just wonder what is making it a super fun site. What I've noticed is that whenever these super fun sites have to deal with universities or with the federal government, they don't want you to know really what happened there, which is not right. We have a right to know what happened there, especially the people that live near these. Or if you just live in the state of California, you have a right to know about this. The next California Superfund site is BF Goodrich, which is located in San Bernardino County, California. It was added to the list September 23, 2009. It says here, let me open this up. 
The Goodrich Corporation, formerly the BF Goodrich Company, was an American manufacturing company based in Charlotte, North Carolina. It was founded in Akron, or Akron, Ohio in 1870. Okay, it's not telling me about its super fun site. Let's see here. Da da da. And I guess it just doesn't want us to know. Um So it is a super fun site, but it's not telling us exactly why. So that's kind of concerning. But it it still is a problem, it still is there. And it's in the San Bernard uh Bernardino County. So let's see that's in the southern part of California. As of 2020, the population is a little over 2.1 million people. The next California Superfund site is Barstow Marine Corps Logistics Base. It is located in San Bernardino County, California. It was added to the list on November 21, 1989. This one is a Marine Corps base. Let's see, supply and maintenance installation located in the Mojave or I'm how you pronounce that Mojave Desert east of Barstow um in San Bernardino County. So again, San Bernardino County uh, has a little over 2.1 million people and because this is a um marine base dealing with the military it's not telling me what happened there um why it's a super fun site let me double check and see if it will open up about that i'm not really sure da 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 okay let's see here mm, why is it not telling me well secrets that's why okay so it's not telling me why but Just know it's in your county if you live in San Bernardino. Okay, the next one is George Air Force Base. Um is located in San Bernardino County, California. It was added to the list uh February 21st, 1990. Let's see. It says George Air Force Base was United States Air Force Base located within the city limits. Oh man. Um 8 miles northwest of Central Victorville, California, about 75 miles northeast of Los Angeles, California. So again, if you live near there, um you got another super fun site. The next California super fun site is Newmark Groundwater Contamination. This one is located in San Bernardino, California. It was added to the list on March 31st, 1989, and just again, if you're new listening to this, when I say it's added to the list, that means that it was already a super fun site before it was added to the priorities list. So again, if it's added to the priorities list, the national priorities list, That means it was so bad that considered it an extreme health risk. So this is no laughing matter. It's not a joke. It's real. Um so it is it is a concern. And I'm I'm not saying that you're laughing or that you're not taking it seriously, but this is this is what it means when it says national priorities list. Cuz you know there may be people listening to this and go, "Oh, you know, the EPA, you know, they can do whatever or, you know, super fun sites don't exist or they're not as bad as you think." Yes they are. We have a couple of them here in Oklahoma and it's very serious. So, just know that even as a Republican, I'm very concerned about this. So, let me see what this one says about it says the Newmark groundwater contamination site is a super fun site located at the base of the San Bernardino Mountains in Southern California. The contamination was discovered in 1980 and resulted in the closing of 20 water supply wells and intensive cleanup efforts in the following years. More than 25% of the San Bernardino municipal water supply has been affected by the water contamination since its discovery. 
The source of the contamination is attributed to a World War II Army landfill and depot used from 1942 to 1947. Let's see. The Superfund site was the location of the U.S. Army's Camp Anno from 1942 to 1947, used for housing Italian prisoners of war and was later converted to a truck and munitions cleaning site. Several of the solvents used in the cleaning process were later discovered to be toxic. The Newmark groundwater contamination site resides on part of a groundwater aquifer that supplies water to the sites of San Bernardino, Colton, Loma Linda, uh, Fontana, uh, Rialto, and Riverside. Many of the wells responsible for supplying water to these areas lay down gradient from the two contamination plumes that resulted from the pollution. In 1980, two volatile organic compounds, also known as VOCs, Uh, the two that they found was TCE and PCE were discovered at the Newmark well fields. Exposure to PCE and TCE is associated with adverse health effects such as central nervous system depression, uh, neurological disorders, lung, kidney, and heart effects, and increased cancer risk. The federal standards for TCE and PCE require that all drinking water must be below five parts per billion and, lo- and levels discovered during the contamination were in the hundreds of parts per billion. Now, I just want you to be aware of something. When you're talking about the deterioration of the central nervous system, you're talking about um, your breathing, your heart rate, and also your brain. So you could... you know, basically stop breathing, your heart could stop, um, you could slowly suffocate and die, you may not be able to talk. There are so many things that are associated with the central nervous system, so that is very serious right there. So it says here in 1993, the EPA took actions to pump and treat millions of gallons of contaminated water to control the spread of pollution plumes into other parts of the aquifer. The water was treated using conventional carbon absorption and is projected to take several more decades. It says here in 1996, the city of San Bernardino sued the federal government for the Army's involvement in the contamination of the groundwater. After an eight-year legal battle, the Army settled for $69 million to be used for continued groundwater treatment and cleanup. The city is required to use these funds to maintain the EPA's groundwater treatment facilities and to expand the city's water treatment plants. So obviously very serious there. Okay, the next California Superfund site is Norton Air Force Base Landfill No. 2. This one is located in San Bernardino County, California. It was added to the list, let's see, July 22, 1987. It says here, the Norton Air Force Base was a United States Air Force facility two miles east of downtown San Bernardino, California, in San Bernardino County. So again, San, Ber- San Bernardino County has a little over 2.1 million people in that area. The next California Superfund site is Camp Pendleton Marine Corps Base. It is located in San Diego County, California. It was added to the list November 21, 1989. And this one, it says, Marine Corps Base Camp Pendleton um, is the major West Coast base of the United States Marine Corps and is one of the largest Marine Corps bases in the United States. It is, all this, it is on the Southern California coast in San Diego County and is bordered by Oceanside in the South And let's see here, what else? Oh, hold on a second. Did I skip one? I probably did. I wonder if I skipped it. Okay. So, hold on a second. I think I skipped one. Sorry, I'm a little tired. 
Um, okay, so again, the Norton Air Force Base landfill is in San Bernardino, California. It was added to the list um, July 22, 1987. And it was, uh, it was a United States Air Force facility located two miles east of downtown San Bernardino, California. The next California Superfund site is Camp Pendleton Marine Corps Base, located in San Diego, uh, San Diego County, California. Um, it was added to the list November 21, 1989. It says here that This is a Marine Corps base da, 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 in San Diego County, bordered by Oceanside to the south. And San Diego County, let's see here, as of 2020, the census, it says the population is a little over 3.2 million people. So you, San Diego, you have a Superfund site that's near you. The next California Superfund site is Treasure Island Naval Station, Hunters Point Annex. It is located in San Francisco County, California. It was added to the list November 21, 1989. And let's see here. The Hunters Point Naval Shipyard was the United States Naval Shipyard in San Francisco, California, located on 638 acres of waterfront at Hunters Point in the southeast corner of the city. And let's see here, San Francisco as, let's see if it will tell me the population for that county. Da-da-da-da-da. Fourth most populous. Okay, so it says, as of 2020, has a little over 873,000 people in that area. So, San Francisco County, you've got another Superfund site. The next California Superfund site is McCormick and Baxter uh, Cresoting Company. It is located in San Joaquin County, California. It was added to the list October 14, 1992. I don't have much information on that one. In terms of San Joaquin, again, their population as of 2020 is a little over 779,000 people. The next California Superfund site is Sharp Army Depot. It is located in San Joaquin County, California. It was added to the, to the list uh, July 22, 1987. Let's see what it tells me about this. It says it is Stockton Metropolitan Airport. Well, it was originally called Sharp Army Depot. Hold on a second. Da, da, da. Sharp Army Depot. It's not really. These are. The names are a little funky. I don't want to tell you wrong. So it's telling me that it's called Sharp Army Depot. But it's called Stockton Metropolitan Airport. It's a joint civilian military airport three miles southeast of downtown Stockton, a city in San Joaquin County. So that's a little confusing about that one, the name and then where it's located. The next California Superfund site is Tracy Defense Depot. This is from the U.S. Army. It is located in San Joaquin County, California. It was added to the list August 30th, 1990. The next California Superfund site is Cloud Buena Vista Mine. This one is located in San, uh, San Luis um, Obispo County, California. It was added to the list April 19th, 2006. Let's see here. Let me see what it says about this one. Let's see. It's a Superfund site located approximately 12 miles west of Paso Robles, San Luis Obispo County, California. It consists of two abandoned mercury mine sites that are located on adjacent properties on a northwest and southeast ridge of the Santa Lucia Range and the California Coastal Mountains. Mercury mining and ore processing operations occurred at these mines between 1878 and 1970. Uh, episodic weather events left deep er, um, 
erosional channels throughout the site, thereby releasing mercury-laden uh, sediment, excuse me, which had contributed significant levels of mercury to downstream um, Las Tablas Creek and Lake, I think that's Nicomento Reservoir. So, kind of concerning with that one because uh, it's still a problem. The next California Superfund site is Casmalia Resources. This one is located in a oh, whole on a second. San Luis County, I apologize. Its population is a little over 280,000 people. The next California Superfund site is Casmalia Resources. This one is located in Santa Barbara County, Santa Barbara County, California. It was added to the list September 13, 2001. And this one Let me see what it says about it. It says this one, it was a 252-acre disposal facility located in the hills near Casmalia, California. During its operation, 4.5 billion pounds of hazardous waste from up to 10,000 individuals, businesses, and government agencies were dumped on site. The facility was closed in 1989 and is now listed as a Superfund site. Well, guess what? When you dump a bunch of stuff there, that's what's going to happen. And the county of Santa Barbara, uh, let's see here, as of 2020, they have a little over 440,000 people living in that area. The next California Superfund site is Advanced Micro Devices. This one is located in Santa Clara, Cal- Santa Clara County, California. It was added to the list June 10, 1986. And this one is Advanced Micro Devices is an American multinational semiconductor company. Uh, based in Santa Clara, California that develops computer processors and relay technologies for business and consumer markets. Um let me see if it tells me anything about their super fun site. Probably not if I had to guess. Mm. Let's see. Uh, as of yet, I'm not seeing where it talks about it. Mm. Some of these I just get real concerned with the fact that it's almost like they're just able to conduct any type of business. I just don't get that. It's like it's like once they get a permit, it's like they can almost do whatever they want. And I don't agree with that. Uh, that's just kind of weird. But okay, so in terms of Santa Clara, that's a county in California. Um as of 2020, they have a little over 1.9 million people. The next um let's see California Superfund site again is Advanced Micro Devices Inc but it's building 915 and this one was listed let's see August 30th 1990. The next California Superfund site is Applied Materials. This one again is located in Santa Clara County, California. It was added to the list July 22nd 1987. Let me see what it says. Applied Materials Inc is an American corporation that supplies equipment, services and software for the manufacture of semiconductor integrated circuit chips for electronics, flat panel displays for computers, smartphones, televisions and solar products. So interesting when it's talking about semiconductors but yet they have a super fun site. I just wonder what they did to really pollute the environment. I just don't know. But again, they are located in Santa Clara, which has a little over 1.9 million people in that county. Okay, so the next California Superfund site is CTS Printex Inc. It is located in Santa Clara County, California. It was put on the list February 21, 1990. The next California Superfund site is Fairchild Semiconductor Corp. Mountain View Plant. 
is located in Santa Clara County, California. It was added to the list February 11th, 1991. Let's see here. What a Fairchild Semiconductor International Inc was an American semiconductor company based in San Jose, California, founded in 1957 as a division of Fairchild Camera and Instrument. It became a pioneer in the manufacturing of transistors and integrated circuits. Schlumberger brought the bought the firm in 1979 and sold it to National Semiconductor in 1987. Fairchild was spun off as an independent company again in 1997. It talks about the acquisition but it doesn't really tell me why they have a super fund site which is always concerning to me and it doesn't tell me anything. So, who knows why it's not really readily available. The next super fund site again is Fairchild Semiconductor Corp. the South San Jose plant again this is located in Santa Clara County California it was added to the list October 4th 1989 the next California Superfund site is Hewlett Packard let's see here is located in Santa Clara County California it was added to the list February 21st 1990 let's see in Hewlett Packard company um commonly known as HP was an American multinational information technology company headquartered in Palo Palo Alto or Alto, California. Uh, it says here HP developed and provided a wide variety of hardware components. So I don't know why they have a super fun site, but that's kind of concerning. Cuz I just wonder like what kind of toxic waste do they have access to that it would be such a problem. The next California super fun site is Intel Corp, the Mountain View plant. This one is located in Santa Clara County, California. It was added to the list June 10th, 1986. says here Intel Corp stylized as Intel is an American multinational corporation and technology company headquartered in Santa Clara County, California it is the world's largest semiconductor chip manufacturer by revenue. The next um let's see here California Superfund site again is Intel Corp but Santa Clara number 3. So it's located in Santa Clara County, California. It was added to the list June 10th, 1986. The next California Superfund site is Intel Magnetics. It is located in Santa Clara County, California. It was added to the list June 10th, 1986. It says Intel Corp or it's again Intel but it's Intel Magnetics. Doesn't really tell me much about their Superfund site. The next California Superfund site is Intercell Inc Siemens Components. It is located in Santa Clara County, California. It was added to the list August 30th, 1990. Let's see here. Um Simmons AG or hold on. Intercell is an American semiconductor company headquartered in Milpitas, California. As of February 24th, 2017, Intercell is a subsidiary of Renesas. Uh that's very interesting. The previous Intercell was formed in August 1999 through the acquisition of the semiconductor business of Harris Corporation. I just wonder why when you're talking about semiconductors why is this a problem like how are they having a super fund site I don't get that and in case you're wondering I need to stand up for a little bit and I need to close the blinds in my apartment because it is now getting late but I don't want to quit on you in terms of this lovely podcast but I do need to close my blinds cuz the sunlight is no longer coming in so let me get that situated And I'll also be probably having dinner soon. But anyway, I just don't understand why technology firms would have a super fund site. 
I don't get that. I just wonder what did they do to the environment that they are not only are they a super fun site, but they have been put on the national priority list. I mean, I just wonder what kind of hazardous material are they handling when dealing with computers? I I don't get that. Cuz usually computers there's not liquid stuff in there. I mean, most of it's just hardware and fiber optics and things like that or metal. So I just kind of get concerned with that. But anyway, the next California Superfund site is Jasco Chemical Corp. That one is located in Santa Clara County, California. It was added to the list, let's see, October 4th, 1989. The next California Superfund site is Lawrence Barrel and Drum Company. That one is located in Santa Clara County, California. It was added to the list October 4th, 1989. The next California Superfund site is Naval Air Station Moffett, M O F F E T T, is located in Santa Clara County, California. It was added to the list July 22nd, 1987. It says here, see Moffett Federal Airfield, also known as Moffett Field, is a joint civil military airport located in an unincorporated part of Santa Clara County, California. Let's see it's between Northern Mountain View and Northern Sunnyvale. So I wonder why this is listed on the um Superfund site. I just wonder if it's completely closed or not. It doesn't sound like it. So that's a little concerning. So the next California Superfund site is Monolithic Memories. It is located in Santa Clara County, California. Uh it was added to the list July 22nd, 1987. It says here Monolithic Memories Inc also known as MMI produced bipolar proms uh programmable logic devices and logic circuits. I just wonder why they have a Superfund site. That's kind of weird. The next California Superfund site is National Semiconductor Corp is located in Santa Clara County, California. It was added to the list July 22nd, 1987. Let's see here. National Semiconductor was an American semiconductor manufacturer which specialized in analog devices and, and subsystems, formerly with headquarters in Santa Clara, California. Let's see here. Doesn't really tell me much about their Superfund site, but that's concerning. Cuz when I think of Superfund sites, I don't think of technology. I think of mines, um toxic chemicals, uh, you know, nuclear substances um laboratories that are not run well you know things like that um chemical plants i i don't think of technology and computer chips the next super fun site in california is raytheon corp this one is located in santa clara county california it was added to the list june 10th 1986 says here raytheon technologies corporation is an american multinational aerospace and defense conglomerate headquartered in in waltham massachusetts It is one of the largest aerospace intelligence services providers and defense manufacturers in the world by revenue and market capitalization. Why do they have a Superfund site? Makes no sense to me. The next California Superfund site is South Bay Asbestos Area. It is located in Santa Clara County, California. It was put on the list June 10th, 1986. The next California Superfund site is Spectra Physics Inc. It is located in Santa Clara County, California. It was added to the list February 11th, 1991. The next California Superfund site is CenterTech Inc Building 1 is located in Santa Clara County, California. And it was added to the list October 4th, 1989. And this one says, 
Acinertech Inc. was an American semiconductor manufacturer founded in 1973. Um, it doesn't really tell me why there's a Superfund site. The next California Superfund site is TRW Microwave Inc. Building 825. That one is located in Santa Clara County, California. It was added to the list February 21, 1990. It says here, TRW Inc. was an American corporation involved in, in a variety of businesses, mainly aerospace, automotive, and credit reporting. It was also a pioneer in multiple fields, including electronic components, integrated circuits, computers, software, and systems engineering. I don't know why they have a Superfund site. It makes no sense to me. The next California Superfund site is Teledyne Semiconductor. This one is located in Santa Clara County, California. It was added to the list July 22, 1987. This one says... Teledyne Technologies Incorporated is an American industrial conglomerate. It was founded in 1960 as Teledyne Inc. by Henry Singleton and George Kosmetsky. I don't understand why they have a Superfund site in California. It makes no sense to me because we're talking about semiconductors. You're not talking about toxic solid waste or something. The next California Superfund site is Westinghouse Electric Corp. Sunnyvale Plant. It is located in Santa Clara uh, County, California. Um, let's see, it was added to the list June 10, 1986. And let's see, it says here, the Westinghouse Electric Corporation was an American manufacturing company founded in, in, sorry, in 1886 by George Westinghouse. It was originally named Westinghouse Electric and Manufacturing Company and was renamed Westinghouse Electric Corporation in 1945. I don't understand why they have a, a Superfund site in California. It makes no sense to me. The next California Superfund site is Watkins Johnson Company Stewart Division Plant. This one is located in Santa Cruz, California, or Santa Cruz County, California. It was added to the list August 30, 1990. Let's see here. It says Watkins Johnson Company was a designer and manufacturer of electronic devices, systems, and equipment. The company commonly referred to as WJ was formed in 1957 by Dean A. Watkins and H. Richard Johnson. It was headquartered in Palo Alto, California. And then Santa Cruz, just FYI, as of 2020, their population is a little over 270,000 people. So you have a Superfund site in your area. The next California Superfund site is Iron Mountain Mine. This one is located in Shasta County, California. It was added to the list September 8, 1983. It says here... The Iron Mountain Mine, also known as the Richard Mine at Iron Mountain, is a mine near Redding in Northern California. Let's see, geologically classified as a massive sulfide ore deposit. The site was mined for iron, silver, gold, copper, zinc, quartz, and pyrite intermittently from the 1860s until 1963. The mine is the source of extremely acidic mine drainage which also contains large amounts of zinc, copper, and cadmium. One of America's most toxic waste sites has been listed as a federal Superfund site since 1983. Let's see here. Uh, da, 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 da. Let's see here. Iron Mountain, uh, the first discovery of valuable mineral deposits was discovered by three men. In 1852, Thomas Jefferson Harrison, Robert um, Leon, and Stephan or Stephan Alazomik. It became known as Pump Town, later to become Buckeye. Gold was discovered in Quartz, and so it became known as Quartz Hill. All three men had mines on the hill. 
1892, the three partners sold their claims to a company um, out of Chicago Quartz Hill Gold Mining Company. Let's see. It talks about how much it brought out of there. Uh, Okay. The site was mined by the the Mountain Copper Company Limited, both underground, using open stope mining techniques, and at the surface in the form of open pit and slide hill mining. As a result, the mountain fractured and mineral deposits were exposed to oxygen, water, and certain bacteria, resulting in acidic mine drainage. Though mining operations were discontinued in 1963, underground mine workings, waste rock dumps, piles of mine tailings, and an open mine pit still remain at the site. The mine was designated a Superfund site in 1983 and a water treatment plant was built in 1994. In 2000, the government reached a settlement with Aventis Crop Science, now part of Bayer, for the long-term funding of the cleanup efforts. Aventis, formerly known as Ron Palink, I think that's how you pronounce it, acquired Stoffer Chemical in 1987. Stoffer had purchased Mountain Copper Company in 1968 and in doing so took on the company's liabilities including the cleanup. So, that it doesn't really tell me anything else about that, but obviously does not sound very good. So, Shasta is a county in California. As of 2020, their population is a little over 177,000 people. The next California Superfund site is J.H. Baxter & Company. This is located in Siskiyou County, California. It was added to the list October 4, 1989. The next California Superfund site is the Laboratory for Energy-Related Health Research Old Campus Landfill, USDOE. So I'm guessing U.S. Department of Energy. Um, it is located in Solano uh, County, California. It was added to the list May 31, 1994. And Solano has a population of a little over 453,000 people. Let's see here. It says the groundwater and soil contaminated with solvents, chemical waste, and radioactive waste. And FYI, um, the one before that, Siskiyou County, as of 2020, they have a little over 44,000 people there. The next California Superfund site is Travis Air Force Base. This one is located in Solano County, California. It was added to the list November 21, 1989. And again, it's Air Force Base, so it's not going to tell us much about what happened in Solano. Um, it has, uh, let's see, as of the 2020 census, they have a little over 453,000 people. The county seat is Fairchild. The next California Superfund site is MGM Breaks. It is located in Sonoma County, California. It was added to the list September 8, 1983. Sonoma County as of the 2020 census, has a little over 488,000 people living in that area. The next California Superfund site is Sola Optical USA. It is located in Sonoma County, California. It was added to the list February 21, 1990. Let's see. The next California Superfund site is Modesto Groundwater Contamination. This one is located in Stanislaw County, California. It was added to the list, let's see, March 31, 1989. And just FYI, Stanislaw County, as of 2020, has a little over 552,000 people in that area, and their county seat is Modesto. The next California Superfund site is Riverbank Army Ammunition Plant. Probably not going to tell us much about it because it's dealing with the military. Um, let's see, they are in Stanislaw County, California. It was added to the list February 21, 1990. 
The next California Superfund site is Valleywood Preserving Inc. This one is located in Stanislaus County, California. It was added to the list March 31st, 1989. The next California Superfund site is Beckman Instruments, the Porterville plant. This one is located in Tulare County, California. It was added to the list June 10th, um 1986. Says here Beckman Um, Inc. is a Danaher Corporation company that develops, manufactures, and markets products that simplify, autom- that simplify, automate, and innovate complex biomedical testing. So, not really sure if that's referring to MRIs, CAT scans. I have no idea, but I don't understand why they have a super fun site. And Tulare, that is a county in California. As of 2020, their population is a little over 473,000 people. Let's see here. Nothing else I can really see to talk about that one. So the next California Super Sun or Super Sun Super Fun site um is Halaco Engineering Company. This one is located in Ventura County, California. It was added to the list September 19th, 2007. The Halaco Engineering Company operated a scrap metal recycling facility in Ventura County. California from 1965 to 2004 the site placed the facility or sorry the state placed the facility on the California hazardous waste priority list in 2007 let's see why the facility includes a, a smelter area or that's probably one of the reasons smelter area west and the waste management unit east of the Oxnard industrial drain attention was brought to the Halaco site through illegal waste disposal without permits Further investigation yielded a discovery of harmful contaminants. Uh, remediation of surrounding contaminated areas including the wetlands was completed in 2007. Restoration of the wetlands and management of the WMU are ongoing. Let's see. Da da da. The Halaco Superfund site is a 43 acres non-ferrous metal recycling facility that operated primarily to process aluminum and magnesium metals. from 1965 to 2004 the site is located on both sides of the Oxnard industrial drain also known as I or sorry OID which flows through a perennial beach lagoon and wetlands adjacent to Ormond Beach that extends from Port Hunami H U E N E M E to the northwestern boundary of Navy Base Ventura County at Port Mugu M U G U the uh, degradation by dumping and agricultural uses dates back to the to the founding of Oxnard with the placement of the outfall from a 5 mile long pipeline serving the sugar beet processing plant that operated from 1899 until 1959 the south edge of the Oxnard plain has been attractive to industrial uses with an with um, 11 acres let's see container board mill facility opening in 1955 immediately adjacent to the north alongside Perkins Road the city of Oxnard waste water treatment plant is west across the street with an electrical uh, generating plant that began commercial operation in 1971 just south along the beach prior to 1970 Halaco discharged wastewater into the Oxnard industrial drain and a small lagoon on the smelter property in 1971 a waste management unit unlined earthen evaporation pond was constructed Dumping of hazardous waste into this area 
has resulted in contamination of surrounding areas, including soils, groundwater, as well as controlled emissions of ammonia, sulfur dioxide, and I think that's particulate uh, matter. I'm not sure how to pronounce that word, but I need to get a drink of water. Hold one moment. Okay, so it says coastal wetlands, which are home to endangered species, including the snowy plover and the California least tern, as well as fisheries in the adjacent Pacific Ocean, have been affected by zinc, lead, um, ammonia, and arsenic. In 1979, the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers attempted to stop Halako from dumping waste into the wetlands, but dropped the effort after the company sued. Halako filed for bankruptcy and ended operations at the property in 2004. An estimated 700,000 cubic yards of waste remain on site. The property had become an encampment for homeless people when in 2017, the city council decided to dismantle and clean up the collection of makeshift homes. Another eviction cleanup occurred in 2021. Those homeless people are being exposed to a lot of bad stuff. And that is not good. So it says here, the waste pile and associated surface impoundment currently contain approximately 700,000 cubic yards of waste. Prelim- preliminary site contamination investigations have revealed a combination of several metals and radionuclides, or nuclides, including aluminum, arsenic, barium, beryllium, cadmium, chromium, copper, lead, magnesium, manganese, nickel, silver, zinc, cesium-137, potassium-40, thorium-228, thorium-230, and thorium-232. The culmination of these wastes led to contaminated air, groundwater, and soil risk. All of these factors caused minor concern for the well-being of nearby residents. Minor concern? I would think major concern. On September 19, 2007, the state of California placed the Hamako Metal Recycling Facility on the California Hazardous Waste Priority List. Let's see. It says here in the 1990s, nearby community members complained of an uh, of a acrid, it almost looks like acid, but it's A-C-R-I-D, acrid smell coming from the waste pile, air emissions turning into acid clouds and noxious fumes and skin irritation. The California Department of, of Public Health also reviewed the available health information related to the possible health effects caused by the Halako contamination. The, uh, this review includes information on asthma, cancer, birth defects, low birth rate, and preterm births for communities more likely exposed to contaminants from Halako in the past. So, not good uh, with that one, but that is Halako Engineering, and that is located in Ventura County. And Ventura County is located in the southern part of California, And as of 2020, they have a little over 840,000 people living in that area. So just be careful. Now let's see here. The next California Superfund site is Pacific Coast Pipelines, Texaco. It is located in Ventura County, California. It was added to the list October 4, 1989. It says there was liquid and semi-solid refinery waste were dumped in unlined pits, unlined pits and sumps. Soil contains benzene. One and I guess three dichlorobenzene and lead. Not good. Um, the last one, uh, the last California Superfund site on this list is Frontier Fertilizer, and it is a it is in Yolo County, California. Y O L O. 
It was added to the list. Um, let's see, that is May 31, 1994 in Yolo. Let's see, that is located in the northern portion of California. As of 2020, their population is a little over 216,000, and its county seat is in Woodland. So, a lot to go over. That is a lot to take in, but I just want to close with this, because I know it's a lot of information, and believe me, my, my throat definitely feels this from talking this long, even with all the water that I drink. Um, here's the thing. I know that's a lot of information, but it's good information, because as I always say, knowledge is power. And I think that if you live in one of these areas, you should definitely reach out to your state officials, reach out to EPA, and reach out to these companies if they are still active, if they are still open, and just say, hey, what's the status of this? You know, what, you know, what can we do to help you get this cleaned up? Because we don't want our air, water, or soil to be contaminated anymore. You know, what can we do to help you? And, you know, there were some super fun sites that were pretty bad, and it said that it was an estimate it would take an estimated 500 years to clean up some of these. I can understand the severity of that, but at the same time, I would try and find ways to get it cleaned up way sooner. As hard as that may be, we do have new technologies and new ways of breaking down chemicals, cleaning things up. You know, hopefully we can greatly decrease that timeline because, you know, I'm 38. You know, I would love to live to be over, well over 100 years old. But here's the thing. None of us are going to be around in 500 years. None of us. So these super fund sites that are estimated to take 500 years to detox, it's not right to pass that on to the next four or five generations. I find that to be ridiculous. So I think that we should really reach out to our scientists at every university. I, I don't just mean like, like the big kahuna ones, like the most popular ones. You know, sometimes ideas come from people that you, you would never think to consult. You know, it might be just a local university. You know, there might be a really smart scientist that works at your local community college, but they have a great idea on how to handle this stuff. Not all research is um, funded or conducted by people who always get a, a grant from the federal government. There are so many bright people, even here in Oklahoma, because we deal with a lot of stuff here. And, you know, it's, it's just amazing to me, all the smart people I have met over the years here in Oklahoma. So by all means, whatever area you live in, do not downplay who your next-door neighbor is or, or you know, what schools you have in your area in terms of universities and community colleges. Those professors there are your ally. And they also have book knowledge and research knowledge that probably the average person does not have, that you and I may not have. If you have that knowledge, that is great. Share that knowledge. But I'm saying that the average person does not have the education level to handle this stuff. I know I don't. I'll be the first to admit I'm ignorant. I'm uneducated when it comes to this. I would not know technically the first thing to do when I get on a Superfund site. I'm guessing the first thing I would do is be in a hazmat suit. I mean, that, that's basically my knowledge of that. But I do not understand um, isotopes or stuff at the molecular level. Like, I don't have that knowledge of, like, the periodic table. And even though I did take chemistry, a lot of that stuff was over my head and out the window. 
You know, that's not to insult myself or my intelligence, not by any means. It's just a fact. It wasn't my specialty. So I'm saying that if you live in these areas, really reach out to your, to your local professors at your community colleges and your local universities because they are the ones that are probably going to be more likely to listen to you. Because I can think about a time several years ago I, I had an idea of how to treat and cure a disease. And so I reached out. to a researcher that I thought would listen to me, but he could care less about my idea at all. I reached out to a researcher at a very well-known university up north, and the man could care less about me. He could care less about my ideas, and I was like, he's like, are you a doctor? No. Have you studied this? No. I was like, but I have an idea. I just want to know, has this ever been looked at? And He, he did not respond to me very well at all. Why? Because he, he's an elitist. So I'm saying that we really need to realize who's in our backyard, like who is close to us that, that can help us get a handle on these super fun sites. Because, yes, we talked about some really serious ones, but here's the thing. We have people that are really seriously educated on this. And they, they know what to do. But here's the thing. Sometimes the EPA doesn't reach out to the right people. And sometimes there's misappropriation of funds. They're, they're dragging their feet on stuff. And they're like, oh, it's going to take 500 years. To me, that's not acceptable. Like, you know, that would, that's not acceptable for me to pass that down to my children. That, 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 that's not good enough. I mean, we should at least try. So I encourage you. Do check out your local universities, especially your community colleges, and see if there are scientists there that, you know, they're working there, and they may just be this secretly brilliant person, and it does happen. I've met some super smart professors over the years that live here in Oklahoma. I'm like, man, why are they not working on a, on a big project or something? Well, guess what? It's because these bureaucracies and these higher-ups, they, they don't want... They don't want to listen to somebody that's, quote, from a hick town or from a hick state or from an unpopular area. Or if you're not wealthy, you know, you're not considered intelligent. Like, like there's all these stereotypes, right? You know, I say get rid of the stereotypes. Br bring on the cures. Bring on the treatments. You know, bring on, you know, good productive solutions. You know, let's really get a handle on this because whatever we can do today will help people immediately and in the future. And, you know, 500 years from now, just think about it. You and I will be in history. We might even be in history books because of the good that we can do. I think that's a great thing. And even if we don't get recognized in a history book, at least we did our best to try and help and to help make things better for our world and for our future generations. So that's why I wanted to make this podcast and continue on this list with this because, you know, it, it's not a list of failures. It's a list of how to be successful. It, it's a list of how to take pride in what you do. It, it's a list of how to handle bad things but have a good outcome. It, it's an opportunity to do good every day of our lives. That's how I look at it. I don't know how the majority of people look at this stuff, but typically people do not have a very positive opinion and they, they react or overreact to it. And I understand that, you know, if, if this is right near your house, I mean, you would probably really want to contact a realtor and sell it. 
I mean, that, I, I don't blame you for that. You know, by all means, move. But secondly, and more importantly, if you are aware of this stuff, first of all, you need to share it with your neighbor. Share it with people that you know. And come up with a plan. Come up with something to help. The first thing I would do is I would contact every scientist I could think of. And even if I don't know anyone, I would contact these universities, like, like the non-elitist. You know, I'm not going to list any names of universities that I'm thinking of um, that are elitist. But, you know, there are good and kind people everywhere. Everywhere. So don't give up and don't think that, oh, this is the end or, or this is um, too complicated, too complex. No, it's very doable. See, because here's the thing. Every single one of these super fun sites, someone invented something and then... You know, just didn't handle it correctly. But now we know what to do. So just look at it as a way to invent something else, to invent a process, basically, that could help clean up other super fun sites. It's an opportunity to do good, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So in terms of super fun sites, um, let me see. Why not? Hmm. Well, let's see. I'm kind of thinking of looking at Rhode Island because it's up in the northeast. So maybe for the next one we will take a look at Rhode Island and see what they have going on up there. Because I love Rhode Island. It's very beautiful. Um, my family and I, we visited up there many years ago. I was a teeny bopper. Met some wonderful people. Absolutely loved it. But we went to go see these um, these different mansions up there. I forget what it's what the families were called. But there were some very wealthy families in the 1800s and 1900s. They built these huge, beautiful houses up in Rhode Island. And I just thought, that is so fascinating. So we went to go see all those. And I'm glad that we did. It was the funnest trip ever. Just absolutely loved it. And I didn't know... That grass could be so green. <laughs> I really didn't. Because Oklahoma, we have extreme weather. So we don't get as much rain as other places. But you know, that's just the, the nature of weather, I guess. But anyway, um, I will go ahead and let you guys go. But until next time, I pray that you're happy, healthy, and whole. That you have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Speak.